Hey everyone, we don't have any sponsors for this episode. Instead, we are incredibly honored to announce that we've been nominated at the 2021 Any Awards in the Best Podcast category. At the time this episode premieres, voting will begin tomorrow, Wednesday, August 18th, and will run until August 27th. Look for the voting link in the show notes once voting opens, and remember to only vote once, and to check out all of the incredible contributions made to the tabletop gaming community this year by all of the fantastic nominees in all the categories. And spread the word. Thank you for listening, thank you for your vote, and now, on with the show. Last time on Tales of the Voidfarer. Coming out of the head is Merrick. Um, what's going on? Marco just stares at him. Uh, somebody died out here, Merrick. Why don't you just get to your room? Uh, shit, uh, okay. You said Lainey was on lookout duty? She was on the wrong deck, not doing what she was supposed to be doing. Help, there's been another murder! It was the Doa! <laughs> Luck streak or whatever! Luckbeak, you are grabbed from behind and shoved into Scribb's cabin. You look and you see Merrick standing there in the doorway. Huh? Sorry, Luckbeak. It's nothing personal. Luckbeak, you've been very hastily taken to the brig. Okay. A part of the ship you haven't really had the opportunity to see before because why would you? It is located at the very bow of the ship, right underneath the head, so it doesn't smell great. Okay. (laughs) There are a line of rusty bars, and uh, there are chains hung to either wall as it comes together at the very prow of the ship. However, you have not been manacled. You've just been tossed in there. In the chaos, you've heard the yelling. Antonin Badeau saw you murder the gnome rigger Vanilla Sully. And you're in the middle of processing that, also while processing the fact that your friend Merrick grabbed you and tossed you aside right before this murder occurred. Cool. Okay, anybody else down here in the brig? Not yet. Oh, all right, interesting. (laughs) Interesting. No one is being held in the brig, but no one has come to talk to you yet. Uh, Okay, um... Let's see. So is there is there anybody above who I can yell to, or does it not look like... Who threw me in here? What traitorous piece of shit threw me in here? <laughs> uh, it was... Ravnus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, actually. <laughs> Would Ravnus have helped? Um, I, I don't think Ravnus so, actually. Ra- no, you don't think so? I don't uh, think she would have helped. I don't think she would have stopped them, but I don't think she would have helped. <laughs> it would have been... It would have been, like... Val, Roxana, and Elmsworth all would have like basically just grabbed you 
<laughs> okay. Brought you down here and chucked you in here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be yelling up to them. Um, hey, Roxana! Rocky, come on now! What? The, uh, we're friends, right? Come on, Wes. You're supposed to teach me how to use them cannons. And Val, you told me to go off on my own. Where did you find me? You found me in a room with the uh, with the with the door broken up, with the handle broken off. How am I going to do that to myself? Anybody? <sighs> you hear a soft thud on the ground behind you. Okay, I'm turning around. You see, apparently falling through a crack in the planks above, a small stone. Ugh. A familiar stone. (laughs) Now, I ain't that desperate. So I'm going to sit with my back against the wall and just stare at the stone for, oh, a maximum of 70 seconds before I get up (laughs) bored. Not bored, but (laughs) absolutely consumed by curiosity and pick up the stone. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, who is this? Now, I thought we were friends. What do you mean? You framed me for this. Did I? I don't I don't know. Why don't you tell me? What do you want me to do, guess? Let me put it this way, luck be combo. I do have the power to make all of this go away. But you're going to have to do me another favor. And this one is a biggie. I suppose I don't get to know what it is beforehand, huh? I'm going to need you to kill Captain Valeria Rain. All right. So to get me out of murder, you want me to murder somebody? (laughs) (laughs) Those are the terms. Or... Others might die, and they might have more reason to think it was you somehow. Yeah, no. I'm not smart enough to actually pull off murder and Val. Not like I ever would anyway, but like, I'm gonna get caught. I can prove my innocence here, but if somebody finds me with a bloody knife in my hand over her body, what am I gonna say? Oops. No. (laughs) That ain't gonna happen. Just because of my incompetence, really. Those are the terms, luck be combo. You can choose to take them. Or not. Who is this? There's no more response. And in fact, the door opens at that point. Uh, okay, I shoved the stone in my pocket. Who is it? <laughs> uh, it is Val. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey. Uh, she comes in and slams the door behind her and crosses her arms and looks at you through the bars. I... You need to explain to me, right now, what the fuck is going on. Val, what do you want me to explain? I didn't do nothing. Well, you found me in a room with the door handle knocked off. And how do you explain? You being seen committing the act. By who? Bideau? Bideau. Yeah. Well, do any of us know Bideau? How long you known him and how long you know me, Val? She's just glaring at you. I need answers. Yeah, me too. (laughs) What do you want from me, Val? I didn't do... How could I have done it? And why would I have locked myself in a room afterwards? All right. Well, tell me, how did you end up there in that room? 
I, I didn't see who did it, but somebody threw me in there and locked the door. Make a deception check. Yeah. Roll 1d20. I got a 21. You didn't see them at all? No, I didn't see them at all, Val. It happened real fast. She will sigh. All right. Well, I admit that there's something here that I don't understand. And I think there is more going on than what it seems. But until we get to the bottom of this, you're going to have to stay right here. Really? I don't get to prove my innocence. What happens if, uh, you know, somebody throws a dead body down here and then Badeau shouts, Hey, Luckbeak, I don't know, talked a guy into falling down into the brig and then shot him. If you have any information you can give me that could help your case, now is the time. Other than that, well, you might have to rely on your friends to prove your innocence. I think he kind of fingers the stone in his pocket. Um, there's no way to activate it, right? It's just activated from the other side. No, you, you can use it to contact him if you want. Um, okay. I mean, there's no reason to protect these guys. I, I pull the stone out and I say, listen, this stone... It connects straight to this group. And this group has got it out for me. Nick, remind me, it's the Zentarum, right? <laughs> Zentarum? No. <laughs> What's it? It's Z-something. No, it's the Zenith Syndicate. Zenith, that's right. <laughs> the Zentarum are from Zentarum. the Forgotten Realms. All right, okay. I was like, what's a D&D thing that I know? Zenith Syndicate, okay. Uh, I say, uh, this stone connects me to somebody in... In the Zenith Syndicate. It just got thrown down here. And they're talking to me and asking me to do shit for them. She looks at it, kind of dumbstruck, looks at you and says, So you're telling me you've been in contact with the Zenith Syndicate, which we know are somehow related to these murders because their symbol is being carved into corpses. Yeah, somebody just threw this down here. She holds out her hand for it. I, I give it to her. Thank you for telling me. And she turns and goes to walk away. Uh, and before the door shuts, another figure walks in holding a chair. And he sets down the chair and uh, sits. And it is Elmsworth. And it looks like he's going to sit here and watch you. Okay. All right, All right. the Elmsworth. <laughs> no, I was going to miss say. him. Yeah. Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will miss him. I liked him. I thought he was fun. That fucker's dead. Right, what if I just did, this quick. What, here's here's the thing. What if I do kill Elmsworth and then obviously at the end of this I'm exonerated from all my crimes because I ain't rolling a new character. But then like I just get away with killing Elmsworth too, right? Like it's just like bundled in with my other fake crimes. That'd be fun if I just wanted to kill one character right now. I could probably bundle it into all the other stuff. You can kill one NPC yeah. as a treat. Yeah, little <laughs> treat for a noir. Uh huh. Yeah. Now's the time. You yeah. Can just, yeah. Yeah. I was framed for that too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Um. Okay. So, um, Marco and Ravness. Right before Val went in to speak to Luckbeak, she had a conversation with the two of you, basically saying she's going to keep Luckbeak locked up. And you are to continue the investigation to see if you can get to the bottom of this. However, it does not go unnoticed that she also decides to have Roxana or Rella also tag along with you in addition to Scriv. 
Okay. <laughs> so these are all the characters who hate us the most <laughs> would not work with us. Okay. It, we're still just handcuffing Azeroth to us, which is... And and you are towing Azeroth around, which, uh, which I mean, Orella is not particularly happy to have this assignment at the moment. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Yeah. She's given her general uh, opinion of the gith. <laughs> yeah. I guess we don't, like, strictly speaking, need to have Azeroth handcuffed to Ravnus anymore because everyone thinks it's Luckbeak now anyway. Um, but I don't think that that would occur to Ravnus. So... And I don't. Gonna, and and yeah. Ezerath has resigned herself to this right. and isn't going to particularly try to slip away at any point. Um, just okay. because she's pretty convinced Ravnus won't let her. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, all right. So we, <laughs> is this we how have, the two end up in a relationship? Just like it sort of yeah. happens, and then both assume this is that the like other the won't weird. Let the other, yeah, yeah. This is the weird pirate. Like, oh, their car <laughs> breaks down, and there's only one bed. Um. <laughs> they don't ever address it directly. It's just they both assume, and it just leads <laughs> that in that direction. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's really awkward with like five other people here, but I mean, I did, I did have in my notes at the end of the last session that I wanted to handcuff Luckbeak to Ravnus, not remembering that Ravnus was already handcuffed to someone. Um, so that would have been pretty fun to have like this little. Everyone eventually just gets chained to Ravnus. <laughs> <laughs> the Ravnus Daisy chain. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you guys are kind of left to your investigation. Um, Fenella was quickly taken. I suppose Val's office is now now the morgue. Yeah. <laughs> just to keep just to keep the dead bodies out of the line of sight of the crew, so people don't begin to panic. Although most of the crew is still being confined to the crew quarters, with a handful of exceptions, because it's kind of difficult to to pack forty some people into the sleeping quarters that right. were designed for like maybe twenty. Um, yeah. So um, they, it wasn't the most strict lockdown. Uh, there was some wiggle room, but yeah, most of the crew is still there. Yeah. But yeah, um, what do you guys do? Ravnus is going to say, now that Luckbeak is locked up, he can't tell us not to talk to Merrick, so we should talk to Merrick. Marco looks exasperated. His like hands are, you know, just firmly pressed to his head. Just lets out a deep sigh and says, um, well, I suppose you're right. Makes sense. We should also talk to Bedeau. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Scriv will say, Also, I will point out that after discussing it multiple times, as I have recorded here in my notes, we have never actually went and spoken to Laney Nettlebranch. Yeah, um, do we want to do this together, Ravnus? Do we want to split up and I take half of this brigade and you take the other half? Like, wh what do we do at this point? Roxana is actually going to interject and say, you should do it together. She says with a glare that basically says, I'm not going to let you split up. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Ravna says, well, let's do that then. Marco looks like irritated and then it's just like, fine. All right. Uh, fuck it. Let's go, Ravnus, wherever it's next. So I think that we have Merrick, Laney, and Bedeau. I think that Laney's probably the lowest priority, but Bedeau probably would be at the top, and then American second. Uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. So I guess Bedeau would be first. Yeah. Yeah, Bedeau. Okay. And then and then they're gonna go solve murder. Yep. Multiple um, murders now. <laughs> multiple murders. 
yeah. So um, you go, Bado um, has been put back in <laughs> his quarters. And when you go there, you find him sitting there with a blanket over his shoulder like he's trying to stave off shock. Oh my God. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> oh, this dude's the worst. Okay. Bado, well, <laughs> holding tea, takes a sip and goes, oh, I'm sorry if I'm a bit out of sorts right now. Um, how, how can I help you? What did you see whenever everything went down? I'm going to insight check the hell out of that <laughs> as soon as he starts. Go, go ahead. Go ahead and roll an insight check. He goes, all right. Well, I've already, oh, I've already said it was, it was the most terrible thing. I, I had to use the little adventurer's room. And so <laughs> I went to leave and I go and I see the Doa Luckbeak Humboldt standing over the dead body of that poor gnome woman. He was in the process of carving a symbol into, uh, I just, it makes me sick to even think about. What did you get on your insight check? Four. <laughs> a four? Yeah, she a little bit still thinks it's Luckbeak, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he's definitely like being dramatic. But given what you know about him, it's probably this is the most gruesome thing he's ever seen in his life. Okay. <laughs> so his reaction may be justified, <laughs> but it is a, it is it does feel uh, over the top. <laughs> okay. It's hard to read him either way. <laughs> right. So, whenever you saw this happen, did you actually see Luckbeak? Could it have just been someone little and maybe? From the light, it may have been obscured. I mean, how well was your visual of Luckbeak? I saw him as plain as day. There's no questioning it. Um, Marco is going to say, um, as he's going to try to kind of like get on his level and be like, I understand that you have had a very traumatic experience. And typically speaking, whenever witnesses have traumatic experience, they might remember things differently. Could you describe Luckbeak for me? Could you describe the scene itself? I know this is probably very trying for you, but just to make sure that we have a very good idea of what occurred here. He looks at you like confused, like he's your friend. You know what he looks like, but he'll he'll nod and say, well, he was... You know, a little penguin person about this high, and he holds up his, like, hand at, like, his shoulder height when he's sitting, which is accurate enough. Uh, and, you know, black and white feathers with the little yellow eyebrow things, and he was wearing the simple sailor's clothes, and uh, he was he was holding a dagger, and he was... Ugh, he shudders. <laughs> Nick, uh, just let it be known that I've been wearing a uh, a big traditional French fruit hat the whole adventure. So he's lying. <laughs> I just want you to know. <laughs> well, whether that's true or not, you, Marco and Ravnus, would probably not describe what Luckbeak wears usually as like sailor's clothes. Um, but it also stands to reason that Badobe may just not have that good of a frame of reference. <laughs> any any person on a boat wearing clothes is wearing sailor's clothes, potentially. <laughs> so this kind of sparks something in my head, and I uh, kind of like, excuse me, Mr. Badobe, and I'm literally going to like football huddle this entire group together. Oh, God. <laughs> Out into the hallway. <laughs> yeah, and say, it's not outside the realms of possibility that magic was used here, but even a... 
average thief or bard has the ability to use disguise kits to conceal themselves, especially in low light, especially in situations and where the witness, pointing to Bideau, might not have been in the right frame of mind at the moment. Is there anybody on the ship that we know of that plies their trade as a rogue, as a bard, anything like that? Well? Besides luck be cumbled. (laughs) (laughs) Scrib stops. And then he'll start again and go, Well, I myself possess bardic abilities, but I was with you at the time of this event. He says lingering on this for too long. (laughs) But then he'll say, Apart from that, many of the crew have a background in scouting and potentially thievery. Yeah, we're on a boat with a bunch of criminals. <laughs> Scriv, if we both make it out of this alive, I want to see you try to impersonate a doar. I will pay good money for that. <laughs> I am uncertain how I would even approach that. I, I but I am too. eager to try. Um, um, I, what, what do our characters know about Merrick? And Luckbeak's, like, relationship or just, like, Merrick in general? Um, I think that's a question for Saker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know that uh, that Merrick called Luckbeak Flapwing when they first saw each other. Uh, you know that they hang out uh, quite a bit. Um, so they're good friends. And they have some history. And it's probably some unsavory history together um, just based on each of their individual backgrounds. Um, I don't think you know specific heists or anything um but definitely they have some background okay um then ravnus is going to say um i think that this gives more credence to merrick maybe being involved he was around the last murder scene he's also small like luckbeak he's friends with luckbeak he probably has done some illegal stuff he has a potential connection to the Zenith syndicate with his experience from the, him, Happy Winds, and Corvina getting here. And also, it wasn't much at the time. I assumed that he was just awkward like me. But I talked to him a couple of days ago whenever I was sitting around playing, I think, Cat's Cradle or Cat's Cans. I don't, you'll have to ask Luckbeak the name of the game. And he was very odd whenever I was asking any sort of personal questions, any questions that were not surface level. I think I think that we're. It is possible that Merrick is at least very suspicious. We should search Bado's room too, just in case. Do you think Bado could be involved? He is the one that said it was Luckbeak. That is fair. Um, I'm going to look around to the peanut gallery and say, for everybody here, have any of you had any experiences with Merrick or Mister Bado? that is worthy of mentioning right now. I honestly try very hard to pay attention to either very little. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, and uh, Orella just kind of shrugs and goes, not that I'm aware of. Scriv? Um, Scriv thinks about that for a moment and says, Antonin Bedeau's records upon his acquisition of our services have been impeccable, and all of my interactions with him have been nothing but pleasant. As for Mr. Greenhorn, I have not had much interaction with him beyond his initial onboarding process for joining the crew. Um, do you all mind if I lay out some things that Luckbeak told to me that could be pertinent now to possibly him being framed? Uh, 
Scriv will look at you and his eyes will flicker for a second like he's blinking and then he'll kind of slowly raise his book with his quill ready to write. <laughs> <laughs> Luckbeak will probably have very choice words for me bringing this up, but at this point now it might acquit him of murder, so I think that he'll at least forgive me, I hope. A couple of days ago, Luckbeak comes to me very concerned about something, and he had me use Detect Thoughts on him, and he showed me a number of things that he was employed by the Xena Syndicate, uh, coerced into working for them. Scriv is writing furiously. Through that, he accidentally killed a man back at a bar on the Deer Anchorage, which... At that point, he wanted nothing more to do with them. Recently, he felt that his life was in danger because of the Zenith Syndicate, which is why he came to me to contact a three-crane that worked for the Zenith Syndicate, because there was a man named Malachi that was apparently somewhere from Luckbeak's past that could potentially want to do him bodily harm. Whenever I contacted the three-crane, the three-crane used my name and said something akin to there's nothing to worry about or very dismissive. He then had me contact some loved one. I'm not really sure about their relationship, but it was for the express purposes of making sure they were okay that the Xenocin had not came for them. So I am not sure where to go from here at this point, but this evidence that he brought to me days before the murder started makes at least me to lead to believe that if he is the murderer, he is being coerced into doing so. But it's more likely to point to he's being framed by the Xena Syndicate as a means of teaching him a lesson for going off of script. I don't know. But that is why I am very hesitant to think that he's actually the killer here and it's somebody else. That's it, Scriv. Scriv nods. <laughs> and then, like, glances at Ravnus and the others. Does anyone have anything to say about that after I've said this? Am I full of shit? I mean, if I'm full of shit, you can tell me. Azarath will say, this seems very complicated. Yeah. Very convoluted storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> Do you write novels in your spare time, Azarath? She shrugs. Don't answer. <laughs> she has her own AO3 account. <laughs> so what is the next course of action, then? Well, the last thing we wanted to do was search Badeau's room, talk to Merrick, and talk to Lainey. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm leading to believe that Merrick is probably a prime suspect here. He knew Luckbeak before. On top of that, there he could potentially disguise himself to look like Luckbeak. And Corvina and Happy could also maybe corroborate any sort of story about the Xena Syndicate maybe being taken off to another room, maybe hearing something from another person, I don't know but we could potentially talk to them as well. See if he made a deal while he was about to be executed. Okay, well, I'm following your lead. <laughs> it's kind of like talking yeah. just to see if anybody has any other input here. Um, looks to Ravnus and goes, <laughs> I, think he, I think he would look to Ravnus and say, Ravnus, I know you and Luckbeak have a complicated friendship. Do you think that he did this? Hmm. Does Ravnus think he did it? Um, she is going to say, I don't, I don't know, but I don't think so. Especially, the man was, was hesitant to shoot a beholder. And that's, 
He's kind of like, I, I don't blame you, Ravnus. I think I'm, I'm under stress too, but just... Man, that was a chapter one callback. I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a good person, but... No. He also tries not to hurt people, at least physically. Especially kill them. So where to next, then? What do you think's the best course of action? I'm... Gotta admit, my brain's a little cooked right now. I still think Merrick. Alright, let's... Let's talk to Merrick. Okay. Last you knew, Merrick was in the crew quarters with everyone else. Yeah, so I, I think that they would start there, and then, if he's not there, like, look, di- didn't you say that more people had moved into, like, the mess? Yeah, there, there, people are, like, split between the crew quarters and the mess, but uh, Merrick was in the crew quarters last you were aware of it. All right. Ravnus is actually going to sort of keep an eye out like around the ship as they go. Sure. Because um, I think that she thinks that there is like a non-zero chance that Merrick has sort of like flew the coop a little bit. <laughs> not like off the ship, obviously, but like. Got it. Um, is like hiding somewhere. So she's not like searching anything, but she's definitely like keeping an eye out. All right. So you guys head in the direction of the crew quarters to look for Merrick. Also, what what is, what is Merrick wearing? real fast. Uh, Merrick is wearing simple simple clothing. Brown trousers and a sleeveless beige shirt and uh, he is barefoot with hairy feet because he's a halfling. <laughs> Would you describe him as wearing sailor clothes? In a vague sense. Okay. He doesn't have like a little sailor hat or like the little <laughs> kerchief. Donald Duck in it. <laughs> has no pants. No pants. <laughs> there is... So, nope. <laughs> All right. My God. Luckbeak, you are sitting here with your good buddy, Elmsworth. Oh, I'm not just sitting. Uh, I've got my hand on my chin, and I'm looking at the wall. And on the wall, the uh, the quill has scrawled for me a bunch of different things. Uh, and I think as the camera pans past, you can see words like, same tech as us not seeing the boats, question mark, hat of disguise, question mark. Ravnus is really mad at me, question mark. Who is Corvina? The island is purgatory? <laughs> Zombie Yuri? <laughs> just a bunch of, he's just coming up with every theory he can possibly think of to explain uh-huh. this. God, Zombie Yuri would be a thing. God damn. <laughs> Zombie Yuri would be good. I do like Ravnus really bad at me. <laughs> one second, one second. Zombie <laughs> Yuri? Give him the DM ideas. All right, all right, yeah. <laughs> all right, I was like, uh, oh shit, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, <laughs> Elmsworth is sitting there with his arms crossed and just kind of watching you, which is funny because like the way the quill works is you have to like speak to it. So you're like rambling mm-hmm. at the quill as it's just going to town uh, on the wall. <laughs> and he's just gonna like, with an eyebrow cocked and arms crossed, just watch you and go, you're really uh, going to town there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Sh- oh, sh- uh, something else is coming in. And uh, he says out loud, Riley and Adger in a trench coat. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I just need to get these out as they're coming to me, man. I'm taking that one personal. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a couple strands short of a full sail there. But it's, it's, it's fucking magic, Elmsworth. I mean, everybody's so sure. Some, somebody saw me once. Do you know how many spells there are that can make somebody look like somebody else? Huh? How, how does... How does... I don't, but I'm sure that there are. I've never been one for magic myself. Yeah, all right. 
It's just, it's, it's silly. We're, we're in a universe where magic exists. And I mean, that's, it seems like the easiest thing to frame somebody. You think they come up with DNA testing in this universe by now? All right. Um, <laughs> Elmsworth kind of rolls his eyes and continues to like stare just forward while you do your thing. There's a knock at the door. And uh, come in. Elmsworth will, will, <laughs> Elmsworth will go to get it and turn and glare at you at that and then open the door. And you see Merrick standing there and he goes, um, Mr. Elmsworth, I was sent to give you this. And Elmsworth kind of takes it and looks it over and he curses to himself. And then uh, Merrick will add, and um, uh, Captain Rain said I was to take over here for the second while you take care of that. And Elmsworth doesn't even think twice about it and gets up and leaves. Little shit. And the Merrick, God, Elmsworth. Merrick will shut the door and sit down and go, Huh. <laughs> Did you see that? I can't believe he fell for that. What the fuck is wrong with you, Merrick? What? What are you I, talking about? I pulled. Did they leave me with my pistol? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. um, that would be a bold oh, choice. It certainly you, see, would. you see Merrick's <laughs> smile immediately like fall off his face. He goes, What? You threw me. Wait, 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 wait. It's a universe where anybody can look like anybody else. All right, nothing makes sense anymore. We're in the Twilight Zone. Did you throw me in a room? Uh, I, I might have back on that mission in the... No, no, no. Quill, right? Mind control? Question mark? All right, sorry. Let's mind continue. control? Yeah, Yes, Merrick, mind control. I mean, my mind have been controlled. Maybe I did kill those... Oh, Quill, right? I killed those people? No, wait, don't write that one, Quill. <laughs> <laughs> the the quill starts writing and stops and then scratches it out. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, Merrick, I mean, I don't know. You, you or somebody who looked like you threw me into a room and knocked the damn handle off the other side right before uh, Anton and Badeau yelled that he saw me killing somebody. So obviously somebody's, you know, disguised to be somebody else now. So Wait, I, so hold on. Time out. Flap, you... You didn't kill those people? No. I mean, I thought it was weird, but like, I thought you had a plan. I was coming here to see what I could do to help. That's whatever, whatever con you're doing. I brother, so I, I just the fact that you'd follow me into Murder Town without a second question means a <laughs> hell of a lot to me. I appreciate it. Look, I, I mean, I thought it was weird, but you know, we were you were off on your own for a long time. I wasn't gonna question it, buddy, but I was here just to see what I could do. No, but but it, but it wasn't me though. That's the thing. I, I didn't do any of this. Okay, well, um, hold on. I need to like reset in my brain my whole thoughts <laughs> on the situation. All right, I'm good. Okay, good. That was quick, quicker than usual. All right, I, I'm ca I'm catching up with things. <laughs> um, I say, um, I say, I say. So so what what's what's the temperature like out there? I mean, are people like you know? Are, do they got their pitchforks? Like, uh, I mean, I mean, like most of the crew thinks you did it. Flap like I, I, that guy said he saw you, and if it wasn't you, I don't know what kind of magic is going on here. But it doesn't sound like anyone has any much of a question to really question them, and a lot of the crew is like. They can't believe it or, you know, they always thought you were a little sketchy, but like no one's really like, oh, I don't think he did it. Well, except except your your friend Tiana. She doesn't think you did it. Even Marco kinda, Ravnus? I haven't had a chance to really talk to them. 
Yeah. All right. I've, I mean, the minute it happened, I was kind of trying to figure out how to get in here to talk to you. Okay. Um, but man, I was out there waiting uh, forever for an opportunity for him to just leave. And then I had to come up with this whole thing. Actually, I wonder how long it's going to take him to realize. Yeah. What the hell? You sent him off on a wild goose chase? I mean, y- yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that ain't going to look good on you, bud. I guess I didn't really think that part that's, through. That's okay. That ain't your strength. Um, Damn, I thought I had secured my position as like lovable enough mascot that everybody would be cool with, you know, or at least be chill with like thinking I didn't do it. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say at least be chill with me doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I did, nobody would care if Mickey Mouse killed somebody. <laughs> um, I say, uh, all right, well, what do I need you to do since you're here? Yeah, let me know. Um. Well, I don't. I will say this right now, Luckbeak, as you're talking to Merrick. Um, when you saw him earlier, he was wearing a shirt with sleeves. Okay. And now he's wearing his sleeveless shirt that you know he usually wears. Yeah. I say, uh, hey, bud, did you? You didn't flex in the last like half hour or so, did you? Well, I probably did. I do it a lot without thinking about. <sighs> Damn it! I thought I was onto something for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say. Um, <laughs> Hey, wait, but he but, flexes again as he says it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say, hey, but uh, honestly, though, you didn't have sleeves on that shirt earlier, did you? No, sleeves are bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Um, because the person who tossed me in the room, I mean, it was the same clothes, right, Nick? Just with the sleeves. No, it, it actually, now that you think about it, uh, it was slightly different clothes. Okay, it was like generic, like you know sailor's trousers and shirt but like it it's not exactly it was like something that merrick could have feasibly worn right um and not raise suspicion but it's not exactly what he's wearing now is there some role i can make where i can think of like who on the ship that night and i'm you know i I hadn't seen everyone was wearing clothes that look like that uh yeah you can um what would that be uh remembering uh, role like a remembering role um i would say make an investigation okay it's kind of like a retroactive thinking back and piecing together nope that's an eight an eight now um what he was wearing before was pretty generic yeah like it could be something feasibly any of the crew could be wearing okay uh any given day hey hey now that i'm thinking about it he wasn't wearing these clothes at all i mean sleeves or no sleeves but i mean there were sleeves but he was wearing some like generic sailing outfit and he called me Luckbeak. okay so merrick cocks his head this so this wasn't you jesus oh okay um Hmm. I need you to find somebody who's wearing these clothes. And I describe the clothes to him. Um, he's going to say that sounds like a lot of people off the top of my head. right? Well, now. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, maybe somebody our size too. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, clothes don't, if, if you can't change the look of them, you probably can't change the size of them. So I start rattling off, um, uh, Brohane. Wait, Brohane, bro, there was something weird going on in uh in in Brohane's uh his his little workshop there too. His pop bay doors were scuffed. Somebody climbed outside of the ship, and he's small enough where where if he was wearing those clothes, it wouldn't be weird. I I need you to uh, I don't know investigate Brohane. I don't know what that's gonna do, and don't go getting yourself killed or nothing. You know what? You did also see Laney go in there. I did. Uh, Laney yeah. is a stout halfling. Um, yeah. Um, I say, or, or Laney. Yeah, Laney. Laney's small enough, too. <sighs> hey, I need you to pass on all this information to Marco and Ravnus. That's what I need you to do right now, all right, bud? 
Got it. Okay. He's about to have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, all right, man. I, I appreciate it. Uh, all right. Um, just uh, tell tell them to come here if they if they if they want to talk to me about it. Uh, got it. Uh, okay. Um, and then he gets up and goes to leave, and then he stops for a second and goes. Oh shit! I should probably stay until Emsworth gets back because that's what I said I was doing. Oh right? yeah, good call. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> do you want to play uh, Minister's Cat? I I don't. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> said Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so a few um some time passes and uh, Elmsworth returns kind of with a slightly confused look on his face but whatever Merrick told him must have been something that didn't immediately implicate him because uh, he doesn't stop Merrick from leaving. got it and he sits back down and almost as if he never got up reassumes crosses his arms gl- glowering at you <laughs> okay gotcha um, and Merrick will slyly wink as he hits out the door I shake my head and roll my eyes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Ravnus and Marco et al., uh, <laughs> you you get to the crew quarters and Merrick is not there. Real quick, Nick, because there were a couple of other people that I we probably wanted to talk to before just to see if they had information. Yeah. Um, just out of convenience, is Adgar, Riley, or Kale there? Uh, all three of them are. Okay. What about Lainey? Uh, Lainey is also there. Okay. Um, I want to go just talk to the kids real quick and make sure they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley is sitting with Adgar, and uh, Kale is uh, kind of sitting off on his own elsewhere. Well, since I care more about Riley and Adgar, I'll go to them first. Yep. So Awful that you have favorites. <laughs> I found them on the ship. Ismini is also in the, the general vicinity of uh, Riley and Adgar. Okay. They're like my my little siblings. I love them. So I walk over and just say real quick, Hey, so um, are y'all doing okay? What's going on? Edgar says. Um, um actually, the, before you can even say, he like looks both ways and then kind of gestures for you to like come down closer to him. I do. Did they find my hamsters? Oh. He says with like a very, very, very worried look on his face. Edgar, no, no, the... <laughs> they are safe, and last I checked, Jack is locked in here too, so you're all good. Okay. <laughs> um, I do need to ask you something, though. I heard that, looking first at Edgar, that you were down in the hold earlier, down in the cargo hold, and I also heard that you, looking to uh, Riley, were seen with Kale a little bit ago. Would you mind just telling me what exactly happened? Also, if you saw anything weird, bizarre, out of place. Adgar says, yeah, I was I was feeding them. Ah, okay. Uh, Riley will nod and say, uh, yeah, we went down there. Kind of says glaring over at Kale. It's really the only place we can go to have a private conversation. Oh, did something happen? It's nothing serious. He's just an asshole. Um breakup got it um were you together the whole time most of it we walked a few extra paces apart on the way back up did you all see anything while you were while you were down there just anything out of the ordinary besides odyssey which also you should stay away from him while he's in the cargo hold for no no reason (laughs) riley (laughs) 
gives you a, a weird look. <laughs> Just trust me on this one. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I, I mean, we yeah, we saw we saw Odyssey, and I think Scriv was down there doing Scriv things. Um, other than that, I can't think of anything. How about you, buddy? Did you happen to see anything? Maybe Jack looking for some more hamsters. Maybe I don't know Doc doing anything odd. Stuff like that. Um, Montague fit an entire carrot in his cheek. <laughs> Good for Montague. <laughs> Thanks. Listen, stay safe. Um, don't go anywhere without an adult for a little while, okay? For me? Edgar will nod. Riley's an adult, right? I would think someone more my stature. No offense, Riley. None none taken. I I get it. I greatly appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> For now I will uh step away. Alright. I'll see you in a bit, guys, okay? They wave. Is Ravnus doing anything while Marco has that conversation? I think that Ravnus hmm debating if she wants to start interrogating Lainey while Marco is talking to the kids. Sure. Um yeah, I, I think she's going to go up to Lainey, just because she's here, and uh, we sort of have to, like, cross her off the list. Yep, she's sitting there in her hammock. Okay. Ravnus goes up to her and says, what were you doing tonight? At what point tonight? She kind of says, gl- glancing up and brushing some of her hair out of her face, which is dyed light blue. All of it. What, what was your schedule tonight? Where did you go? Who did you talk to? What did you see? I was on uh, lookout duty. I was up in the crow's nest almost the whole night until all this shit happened. Um, almost the whole night? Well, I was up in the crow's nest from the minute my shift started until this stuff happened, to which then I came down here with everyone else. You didn't leave the crow's nest at all? No. Insight check. Um, that is 18 plus insight, which is nothing. So 18. 18? Um, no, she seems to be telling the truth. Um, she's confident in her answer and and doesn't even waver. Elmsworth is on the deck for the night shift supervising. Um, he'll be able to tell you if I if I went anywhere. He would have seen me. Um, all right. Um, what's your favorite weapon in battle? Uh, I'm not really the uh, the the battle sort, but I well, mean, well, if you had to fight. What weapon would you use? Probably one of my hammers, just because it's there. I'm, I'm a carpenter. <laughs> hmm, that is true. <laughs> She's a carpenter. <laughs> um, not a crossbow. I I've used one from time to time if I need to, but all right. I know how to use one. All right. You said Elmsworth will be able to vouch for you. Yeah. And after that, you were in here the whole time. You haven't left. Nope. All right. And Ravnus is going to walk away, because I don't think she really thinks Lainey did it. Um, although Lainey is a halfling, correct? Lainey is a halfling. Yeah, we've, we've, uh, yeah, I think that she doesn't think it was Lainey, but we do seem to have um, people of small stature who are in two places at once. All right. That was useful, at least. Um, so, yeah, she's going to go back up to Marco and wait for him to be done talking to the kids. Okay. Yep, the, the conversations conclude about the same time. For yeah. convenience sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Ravenous will say, I don't think it was Lainey, but I think it may be someone who looked like her was walking around Brohane's cabin. 
Well, this continues to still point in the direction of... Merrick. Merrick. And someone who is adept at disguising themselves. And he's not here. So I think we need to find Merrick. See, we could also... I do have spells to potentially hide, enlarge and reduce, and also invisibility. So if we need to be scarce, I can certainly make looking at the cavalcade some of us scarce. And by that I mean three. That's all the spells I got for that. Okay. Yeah, we should keep that in mind. But let's see if anyone's seen where he's gone. Um, Ravenous, who, who's closest to them right now that's uh, been in the cabin? Um, I will say it is Jack. So, yeah, the group, I guess, will wander their way over to Jack. Jack is, is sitting there holding his head. He looks like he has a very bad hangover. Jack, are you okay? Just, you know, when you drink a lot and then you go to sleep and then you wake up with a hangover, well, it's even worse when you wake up prematurely. Jack, does this have anything to do with the hamsters? No. I was drinking with Lillian and Fenella last night. We drank a lot. You know, I was just making sure that the drinking is more for frivolity and not to forget, so... It's always you know. for frivolity, he says with a, with a smile. Good man, good man. Potentially not a drinking problem. Um, <laughs> uh, so afterwards, I, he, he will get serious go, Do you know where Merrick ran off to? I don't see him in here. I thought he was here. Um, yeah, he must have He must have left, he says after glancing back and forth a couple times. I look around. Is there anybody here that seems to be, like, positioned by... Um, by Val to like police the room. Um, yeah, it would have been Brohane. Okay. Um, I'll walk over to Brohane and just say, "Hey, Brohane, do you know where where Merrick is? I don't see him in here." Oh, um, he left. He um had an errand to run for Val, apparently. Just in my mind, I'm saying, and you believed him, <laughs> but in <laughs> I will say, do you know where he was running off to? Just a errand. I don't know. Thanks, Brohane. My pleasure. Um, Hopefully I can get to the bottom of this nasty business. Yeah, I hope so too. It's uh <sighs> Um Thanks a lot, Brohane. We'll we'll have a couple of drinks later. I could use one. Um right after my own drinking problem talk. Um <laughs> I go, alright, um, it looks like he's out and about, so I guess we need to find him. So come on, roving gang of investigators. Okay. Where do you guys head towards from here? You do know that others are being held in the mess. Yeah. Um, but he said that he was doing something for Val, right? Uh, that's what Brohane said. Yeah, I guess mess or like, do we know where Val said that she'd be or did she just sort of wander off? Val has been mostly staying in her quarters, but you know, like she was interrogating Luckbeak at the brig earlier. So you don't know if she's still there or not. Um, real quick, Nick. Yep. Um, before we even go anywhere, I'm going to cast sending to Val. Okay. Mm. And I'm going to say, Val, it is Marco. Did you order Merrick to go anywhere? Merrick? No, I didn't. Why? You, I will cast sending again. <laughs> <laughs> so you did not order him to go anywhere. If that's the case, then he left while lying to Brohane. She sighs. <laughs> he says, 
If you would kindly find him, please. Of course. Oh, I, I'm going to say I, I don't respond to that because that would cost a third one to say sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can just throw more spells away. Go go for it. Yeah, no, I, I would like to have a fireball or a slow <laughs> tucked away. Um, Marco always wants to have the ability to just blow up the Voidfarer in his back pocket at all times. <laughs> I mean, you, you got, it's like you got to keep leverage. I mean, granted, I also have Stinking Cloud, which I've never used. So, I mean, if I need to, I can gas this place. Fuck. Stinking Cloud and Spelljammer is actually particularly nasty because you'll just, like, contaminate the entire air envelope of the vessel. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) We're not... There's a reason why I haven't used it because I think that it would... There would be bad ramifications every time it's been potentially necessary. But it's there. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Just to remind everybody the next time that they're kind of, like, joking around with Marco. (laughs) Yep. Um, But in seriousness, I'm actually, like, like, right after it's like, could you find him? I turn to the group and says... Merrick lied to Brohane. He's out and about where he shouldn't be. Well, let's go find him then. Ravnus, are you any good with tracking or anything like that? I am certainly not. That I don't. Where know do you have works. this conversation at? Um, I would think outside the doors of the hall. Okay. Um, as um, you're saying that, Merrick comes around the corner. There you guys are. Ravnus is gonna grab him. <laughs> <laughs> right as he turns, there you guys are. Get him. There you guys are. <laughs> Hey everyone, Nick Urasiva here, your Dungeon Master and any nominated podcaster. Man, they announced the nominees like four days ago, and it still feels like we're processing. Like I said at the top of the show, if you are listening to this before August 27th, 2021, we would be so absolutely grateful for your vote in the Best Podcast category for the 2021 Any Awards. Remember to only vote once and be sure to check out all the other amazing nominees whose hard work has contributed to the tabletop gaming community this year. Spread the word, Spelljammer fans. Any confirmed? But anyway, if you enjoyed the sound of our voices and would like to hear more, we have a whole other podcast over on the Project Derailed Patreon available at the $7 or higher tier. Listen to us ramble about random 90s nostalgia, our rotating soda preferences, updates to the minute on what our pets are doing, and other random stuff. And we know not everyone is able to pitch in, but you can always support the show at no cost to you by leaving a review on iTunes or simply spreading the word on social media. And as always, just thank you for listening. Visit patreon.com slash project derailed if you'd like to pitch in. You should give us a follow on our social media if you haven't already, at Voidfarer Podcast on Facebook and at Voidfarer Pod on Twitter. Come hang out with us over at the Project Derailed Community Discord. We are always over there discussing tabletop RPGs, telling Chelsea to create new emotes for the server, sharing memes, telling Chelsea to create even more emotes for the server, and playing games. Head over to projectderailed.com slash discord to join. The first episode of Fables Around the Table Super is out and features the return of our very own Fiona L.F. Kelly in the Game Master seat running Masks, A New Generation. Join a squad of aspiring fledgling heroes played by an all-star cast from Fables Past, including Kitty McClendon from Tainted Love, Dan Walker from Curse and Tainted Love, Cliff from Firelight, Chelsea Rexinger from all the Fables, and myself. 
Stick around for a trailer at the end of the episode and catch new episodes of Fables Around the Table the second and fourth Wednesdays of each month. Theme song by Tom Goldthwaite with additional music by purple-planet.com and the Among Us Body Found sound effect that I still can't help myself from using is obviously by Among Us and Inner Sloth LLC. We are fast approaching the end of this chapter and the next episode will land on Tuesday, September 7th. See you then. Um, <laughs> Ravnus is going to, uh, uh all right. So Ravnus has probably like grabbed him and has him in kind of a bear hug right now. I, I think that's probably what she would have done. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe using some of the slack with the rope between her and Ezerath to like tie him up a little bit. And, I didn't realize uh, Ezerath was literally tied to you this whole time. <laughs> like, I did not realize that that was actually the case. I thought she was, like, figuratively <laughs> handcuffed to <laughs> you. <laughs> I remember if I said, I, I, know that, I know that Ravnus, like, did something. I don't know. Okay. So, with some sort of rope that she has, she's going sure, to tie yeah, him yeah. up. <laughs> I forget if she, like, literally handcuffed uh, Ezerath to her, but she was certainly keeping her close. I don't re- I don't <laughs> specifically remember that, but <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, no, you. I know she was planning to tie Luckbeak to her, so I don't know if that just bled through to Ezerath or, or what. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, no, you can you could tie up Merrick, and he goes, "I look. Can someone just explain to me what's going on? Explain to us why you did it. Did what? This? I didn't have anything to do with this." Insight um, check. You can make an insight check. That's not bad. That's an 11. He seems to be telling the truth, but he is a little flustered right now. <laughs> he did He did seem to be like seeking you guys out for a specific reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's too, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just, ah! <laughs> I will I would say, Merrick, you need to help us out here because right now, That's what- evidence points to two people potentially being the killer. Number one is Luckbeak, which we've led to believe is being framed for this. The next one is you, and there's a lot of evidence that would suggest that you potentially did this. Look, that's why I was coming to talk to you. I just got done talking to Luckbeak. Why did you lie to Brohane? Because I needed to go talk to Luckbeak. And how'd you get past Elmsworth? I lied to Elmsworth. (laughs) Put my hand... (laughs) Look, I'm I'm as shocked as you are that it worked because that stuff is not my forte. I I don't think I don't think he he are in much of anyone else is aware that like me and Luckby have the history that we have. So it was a little bit easier, I guess. I don't know. All right, so I'm gonna insight check him. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, that's a fifteen. Um, he seems to be telling the truth. Fair enough. Look, Luckby and I talk and. Apparently, whoever's doing this can change their appearance to look like anyone. Because right before the Bado guy said he saw Luckbeak do it, Luckbeak was locked in a room by someone who looked like me. But 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 it wasn't me. He <laughs> he adds quickly. We weren't wearing the same clothes, according to Luckbeak. Um, what clothes I'm were going- they wearing? 
Luckbeak said they were, and actually Luckbeak gave him the specific description. He goes, uh, brown, brown trousers, uh, a simple uh, tan cotton shirt, boots. With the fur. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick, would Marco know about doppelgangers? Yeah, you've met one. Oh shit, that's right. Fair. Um, to which I will then say to the group, it's possible that we could have a doppelganger on the ship. Scriv looks at you and writes something down. <laughs> Thank you, Scriv. I mean, that that would make a lot of sense from what I understand of the situation. Okay. How does one capture a doppelganger whenever we don't know who the doppelganger is? Oh, shit. just thought of one of my favorite movies, though. <laughs> is it The Faculty? Uh, no, it's The Thing. Okay. Close enough. <laughs> they, they evoked the same movie. <laughs> Goes, well, I guess we could, because doppelgangers body change, correct? Yes. Like their bo- We could take some blood or tissue from everybody, and if it's a doppelganger, there should be a different uh, I guess a different organic makeup than what would actually come out. Uh, you can make a, um, a nature or arcana check, Marco. That's fair. <laughs> As I'm just pulling that right out of my ass. Okay, that's a 14. 14? Um, you're not 100% certain that would work. Um, you know that a doppelganger's imitation um, is pretty thorough, like all the way down to like blood and flesh and bone and, and all that stuff. So you don't know, like short of somehow analyzing the cellular structure on like a microscopic level, you're not even sure if that would yield results, even if you had the capability of doing it say i was kind of wondering once it got like removed from the body but okay um i kind of like look at the group and go well we're all moderately smart individuals here how do we find a doppelganger we Um, put everyone in a room and we ask them who the doppelganger is i could and i don't that's the end of my idea (laughs) short of violence I don't go, that's actually not a terrible idea. <laughs> violence or the other thing? No, the other thing. Violence after we find out who it is. Um, <laughs> Roxana shrugs like, <laughs> okay. But we... <laughs> Ravnus, you and I have, have the ability to detect thoughts. How much could they really capture of somebody's history? Only what they would possibly know, right? You, you guys do know that doppelgangers have uh, a similar ability themselves which allows them to glean information from the marks of that they're imitating to help sell the deception um this is this is something that you encountered firsthand when you met the doppelganger that was the madam of the brothel also i don't think ravness can detect thoughts she can encode thoughts she can encode encode thoughts thoughts. yeah yeah i got detect thoughts so i could read those things so um can i make like an arcana check or something Sure. Um, to for an idea as to like how you would um sort of like suss out a uh, a doppelganger. Sure. Um, okay, would that just be Arcana? Uh, you can make a. It, mm, no, I would say make it a. You can make an investigation check. You're like you're kind. Of, you're trying to like parse the process of investigating, unless you're looking. So. Well, it's the y- same. 
Okay. Uh, it's the same so bonus. Do you want to think about it as like logically how do you do it or like what do you know about doppelgangers that might make it possible? I, I am going to think that Ravnus would probably think of logically how she could do okay. it. Then make um, a, an investigation would be the way to go. Yeah. So those the, those were both plus three. So she'll do investigation for plus three. And I rolled a 17. So that's an unnatural 20. Nice. So you've already had several accounts of people being in like conflicting accounts. Two places of, at once. Two places yeah. at once. Like you've heard Lainey was in two places at once, apparently. Right. Um, yeah. And then obviously now Merrick and Luckbeak himself. Mm-hmm. So those are instances where the doppelganger was clearly doing things. Right. And one of those two people were the doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Now, if the doppelganger was already one of the crew, someone would be unaccounted for at those moments. Okay. Unless they were a stowaway. Unless. In which case. Yes. Yeah, okay. I understand. All right. So then we need to. Th- okay. So then we need to find out who was not anywhere during. Okay. Um, yeah, she's going to relay that to the group. Um, so she'll say to uh, Marco et al., um, she'll say, um, we'll have to find who wasn't with anyone or wasn't accounted for. Maybe that'll lead us to some more clues or give us some idea of who the doppelganger was, especially since for the second murder, everyone should have been grouped up. Okay, so, so if I get this correctly, whoever is completely unaccounted for is potentially the killer for all the times in which somebody was murdered. Unless it's a stowaway. Unless it's a stowaway. Okay, so we can kind of run through a few already um, for people who have alibis. Kale and Riley were together, Odyssey and Silk Feather. Sylvan was flying the ship. Corvina, Happy Winds, Elwyn, Tyra, Vyrath were together. Lester, Robin, myself, Scuttlebutt, you, as many Melinda Merrill. That leaves 617, I think. <laughs> that makes sense. I will just, I will go to the Discord and just copy and paste these, the people who <laughs> yeah, I don't think have I was, I was like, I do not know off the top of my head how many that leaves. Like, these are just the, <laughs> the ones that I don't think I have a, like, viable uh, right. alibi for. Um, um, who, we should look into who wasn't with someone, too, this, well, this past murder, because everyone should have been grouped up. Oh, real quick, I can I can knock two off right now. Arella, where were you uh, during the first murder? Um, I I was in the the chat room with Johannes. That's what I thought, and I was like, so you and Johannes have been together this whole time? Uh, yes, I dozed off at one point. Um, about for the second one. For the second one, I was in the uh, crew quarters. Okay. okay, so she would have a lot of witnesses if she was in the crew quarters. Yeah. Um. Isn't isn't Roxana like with us? Roxana's with you now. Okay. Ravnus is going to say, um, where where were you during the first and second murders? I was in my quarters during the first murder, but I was in the mess during the second one. So so she's she's sort of points to um to Arella and she's like, So you were in the cruise quarters and then points to Roxana, you were in the mess. Who all was with you? Because those should have been the places most people were. She thinks about it and says, Doc Gallen was there, Coot, uh, Tira, um, uh, Elwyn, Scuttlebutt, Odyssey, Kinsley, Tiana, 
Merrick, Happy Winds, Corvina, and Silk Feather. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, Orella will say that uh, during the second uh, murder, the people in the crew quarters were uh, Elmsworth, Johannes, Laney, Robin, Vyrith, Lester, Jack, Melinda, and Merrill, and Kale, Ismini, and Riley, and Edgar. Okay, I was going to say, if it's Edgar, I'm going to be low-key pissed, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, I will ask just real quick, Nick, does that list still make logical sense from the information that we have. I just want to make sure. Unless I, I fucked up, it should. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so cool. We, so we should have 27 that were accounted for in those two areas. If I am, mis- if I'm not mistaken. So Lainey was accounted for, Roxana was accounted for, Coots accounted for, Tiana, Adger, um, Ezraf accounted for because of us. She was physically yeah, with Ezra us. Yeah, Ezraf was with us. Jack and Tatters was in the crew quarters. So I'm now going to write my new list. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we would still have Luckbeak, Val, Brohane, um, Antonin, and Lillian. Yeah. Well, Antonin found the body. Self-report. <laughs> Self-report. <laughs> Pretty sus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, kind of assuages dis- suspicion from him, but yeah, I was thinking it could have been a self-report. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, people we are, in fact, looking at Val Leckbeak. I still think it was Merrick. I'm going to put Merrick on my own list. Um, so, uh... Who else did we have? I think so. Bedeau, uh, Bedeau, so, Lillian, Rohane. Lillian, Rohane got all that character development, so it was probably him. <laughs> well, what I was also thinking is that in the chaos of leaving the planet, he got swapped out. Ooh, mm. that's a ooh, that's interesting. Okay, so Val Luckby, Bedeau, Lillian, Rohane are the ones okay. that we're looking at. I look around to the rest of this cavalcade and say, does this make sense to you all? Do you all have anything else you'd like to add? Anything that can clear Val or Brohane or Luckbeak or Lillian or Badeau? Uh, Scriv will say, I cannot say for certain as I was with the party, but I believe Brohane was with Val at the time of the second event. Well, we have to talk to Val anyway. I'll say, if that's the case, it would boil it down to Lillian, Antonin, and Luckbeak. I'm still suspicious of Merrick. So, I'm gonna kind of... I mean, we still have Merrick physically tied next to us while this conversation's (laughs) happening. He's just, like, like, looking back and forth as the conversation's happening. (laughs) What if we gather up Lillian, Badeau, Merrick, shove them in the cell with Luckbeak, and then we can figure it out. And we can see if Val and Brohane can cover themselves. And if they can't, they go into the cell too. Keep in mind for everybody else here, if this is the case, this is not the Val we know. This is a doppelganger, so it would not be bad to put her in a cell. <laughs> not mutiny, part two. Yeah, totally not <laughs> mutiny. <laughs> right, I was like, I'm not saying mutiny. I am saying that Val might have been replaced if Val's 
Alibi cannot be corroborated. <laughs> Actually, I'm just gonna like open the door real quick and just like tap Brohane on the shoulder uh, yeah. and say, Hey, um, were you with Val at the time whenever Fenella was killed? Um he 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 thinks for a second, he goes, Yeah, no, I was with her in her quarters at the time. Okay, so you two can vouch for each other. Aye. And um. you did in fact see Lainey earlier in the night, yes? Uh, I saw her before she went on lookout duty. But not after. No. Well, she was on lookout duty. I didn't... Should I have? Uh, this is making life be look a little bit more guilty. <laughs> um, no, that's that's fine. All right. <sighs> so... Okay. So, let's go gather everyone up, I guess. All right. So, if I am correct in all of this after we just went through it. We just need to get Lillian, Antonin, and Merrick. And like, we kind of like are pulling Merrick by like a yo-yo string at this point. <laughs> I'm here, present. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I, I will point out that uh, he points at Roxana. Said I was in the crew with them. I kind of look at Ravnus and go, I thought it was him too. You also left. Saying that Val called you on some sort of mission. That was to talk to Luckbeak. To get you the information. He told me to come find you guys to tell you everything I just told you. Can I make an insight check on that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want to, too. I just... Uh, he's He just seems like he did it. He just has the energy of someone who did it. That's bad, though. That's a seven. Yeah, he, uh, he, he seems to be telling the truth to you, Ravness. Marco? Ten. Hard to read. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and she looks at Marco and she says, "What do you want to do then?" Better safe than sorry. If you have, if you're not the actual one, Merrick, then you have nothing to hide, and everything will be fine. At least you get to go hang out in a cell with your buddy Luckbeak. <laughs> All right, I guess we're keeping Merrick prisoner. <laughs> he 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 sighs heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I tried. <laughs> All right, let's As, get this uh, over with. All right. Uh, um, I swear, if you guys make me walk the plank for something, I didn't even do. <laughs> but walking the plank even work with the gravity plane? No, <laughs> <laughs> it just bounce right back up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's a mild inconvenience. You have to bounce up and down until we get toward. I mean, there's to like. <laughs> A small chance that, like, if your trajectory took you the wrong way, you would eventually drift slowly out to the end of the gravity plane and then drift out into the cold grasp of space. <laughs> mm. So uh, it's like a prolonged thing. Yeah. Okay. Guys, it's not too late. It's a, it's like, <laughs> I can I can overlook this. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> throw me a rope. <laughs> There's more psychological torment on everybody. What's the shoot? Yeah. Yeah, this doesn't seem like the most efficient, like, punishment. All right, just stand in front of this can and it'll be quick. Oh, God. All right, so, but either way, yeah, let's, um, the cavalcade uh, collects Lillian, Antonin. Um, yeah, Lillian and Antonin, because we already got Merrick, mm -hmm. and would lead them down to the cell with Luckbeak. Um, Lillian is nowhere to be seen. Oh, shit. Well, that's shady as shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like we found our murderer. <laughs> um, I'm going to look at Lillian on the thing. Which, um, now this is kind of like a sort of horror movie. It says Ezareth was her alibi. 
Okay, Lillian, drinking with Fenella and Jack, fell asleep first. The alibi was Ezerath, but questionable. Hmm. Might be then questionable, like, had it for a certain amount of time. I did put unlikely next to her, but didn't yeah. rule her out. And she's a human. Um. Hmm. Um. So I'm going to say... And we're kind of looking around and goes, well, well, at this point, we have a doppelganger on the loose that could look like any one of us at any time. Um, How do we hunt her then? If she's out there, might be looking for us, can look like anybody. I could cast invisibility on three of us and we could hunt her. I don't think that doppelgangers can see through invisibility. That could at least catch her off guard long enough for us to do what we need to do. Scrivel say, if we are unable to locate her, perhaps searching through her effects may lead to some clues? That's true. Well, um, onward cavalcade back to the mess hall. (laughs) Or the crew quarters, excuse me. Yeah. Yep, so you guys (laughs) tromp back to the crew quarters. Yeah. (laughs) The group just grows uh, larger and larger. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking clown car of a fucking group. Yeah. (laughs) Ravnus is kind of like still, as they're going around, kind of like looking around corners into like places where uh, someone could hide, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we're going to make our way back and uh, start going through Lillian's stuff. Um, So yeah, you guys go back to the crew quarters. Um, Correct. Sure do. Mm-hmm. And we make a beeline straight for Lillian's stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lillian's hammock is in like one of the far back corners and she has her effects in a bag that's kind of like tucked um, underneath it. Um, I'll leave the searching up to Ravnus. The, the crowd of the crew that is kind of like being held here, just kind of like now used to you guys coming and going as part of your investigation now kind of just parts and lets you do your thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all very much. Um, should I roll an investigation check? You sure can. I'll be your backup. Uh, 18. 18? Actually, for the sake of things, could I just give her um, um, advantage? Yeah, so so Marco's helping you look. So you can, yeah, you can roll, roll again and see, uh, uh, see if Marco helps at all. That was a lot worse. That was only a nine, so 18. 18 is still pretty good. So yeah. um, <laughs> Marco's trying to help and Ravnus is just like swatting away like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so you you go and look through her bag and you find lots of little simple effects. There's not any valuables or anything in here. There's, you know, like uh, a set of cards, some spare clothing, nothing that really strikes you as odd. But as you moved the bag to look through it, um, and after you're done looking through it, you go to set it back down. But before you do, you see that one of the boards in the very corner of the hold seems to be loose. She's going to check that shit out. The board actually falls away. Like, it was just placed into place, and there was actually no nails holding it. Like, a Mm -hmm. little, like, you know, 10-inch long plank that's, like, finished that, like, row of boards, like, when that row hits the ground and it just kind of pops out and you see that there is a small flat object tucked into the gap in the wall. Um, very specifically, she's not touching it um, because I know how that goes, but she is going to look at it closer. It's hard to see what it is because it's like in sideways. So it looks almost like it's like a wooden frame Uh huh. about like maybe a half an inch thick. 
and it looks like it's it's maybe 10 inches tall um and the depth of it is like maybe six or eight inches okay. um she, she's going to uh sort of back and marco over and she says um take a look at this Marco, having his laissez-faire attitude to put a ring on that could be cursed, is just going to grab it. (laughs) (laughs) Not even a second's thought, just snatches it (laughs) to to examine it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You grab it, and it actually looks like a slate of soft clay held in a wooden frame and slipped into a groove in the frame is a reed stylus. And there is writing that is etched into the soft clay. Okay, can I read it? Yeah. It looks like three lines. The first says, The orders I have been receiving as of late have become increasingly dangerous and erratic. The suzerain's goals are no longer rational to my understanding. I request reassignment immediately. The next line looks like it's written in a different hand. And it says, Understood, agent. Reassignment will be granted. However, your current mission will need to be completed before transfer can occur. And then a third line looks like it's written in the same hand as the first says, vanishing would be impossible now anyway. Does looks, the handwriting happen to look familiar? Not, not particularly. Yeah, I don't know how much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you just kind of like peek over and look at Scribb's handwriting? Yeah, (laughs) look at Scribb's handwriting. It's not Scribb's handwriting. Okay, he writes in perfect papyrus out of out of out of his hands and and compares it. Uh (laughs) Okay, so we've officially cleared Scribb. (laughs) Change your font to Helvetica, please. Um, <laughs> God. But uh, Marco, you can make it if you'd like an Arcana check. And I was going to ask that. Let's find out what happens. Ooh. All right, that is a uh, solid twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Um, yeah, uh, you have um heard of such a thing like this existing, though you've never actually seen one. And this is not exactly the same like form that you've seen, but it does appear to be some sort of communications device. Um, and this particular iteration is one where. When you write on the the tablet, a paired tablet somewhere else on the material plane will reveal what is written on the one. And then that other tablet can be written on where that message will arrive on this one. So it seems that the owner of this tablet has sent a communication to someone else. This is D&D Discord. Mm. I was about to say AOL (laughs) is the messenger that I'm so old. (laughs) Yeah. I hate myself. (laughs) They even have their own like little like emojis <laughs> on the side. It's nice. Aw, that's cute. <laughs> Angry. Uh, chatting with smarter child. <laughs> eggplant? <laughs> <laughs> it's just eggplant over and over again. <laughs> what is their peach, relationship? Peach, eggplant water droplets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in seriousness, I'm gonna i I'm going to like look and just kind of relay that uh quickly to Ravness and just say it looks like it's a communication between whoever's on the other end and Lillian, so I think this is pretty damning evidence here. Looks like. We should All go right. find her. Have everyone else locked up with as many other people as possible, and then search the search the ship for her. So if we run into someone else, we know it's her. 
Um, Nick, can I like just make a perception check to see if I could if there's any anything else here or an investigation check? Um, yeah. It, okay. Uh, just to see if there's any way to potentially like locate her. I don't think that there is, but it's worth a shot. Okay. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's gonna be a no. Because that's a nine. No, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I new. didn't think so. <laughs> didn't think so. It's okay. Um, but yeah. All right. So you guys have this new clue. You're pretty certain you know the culprit is at least. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of finding her. Luckbeak. You are sitting in your cell. It's been some time since you sent off Merit. Mm-hmm. Um, are you doing anything in particular? Are you continuing scratching away <laughs> at your... Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so Elmsworth is still just sitting there kind of glowering at you. And some time passes, and he goes, You know, things would probably be easier if you do what he says. Do what who says? And I think... Luck, yeah, Luckbeak's eyebrows go up as the silence continues. And he says, how, how did you... It's you? He just kind of shrugs. I don't understand what his game is here, but I'm bound to see it through. And I'm kind of going off script here. But if you want this situation to be way less bloody... You should just uh, take him up on his offer. I don't know how, but this whole thing's a mess. And why ain't you doing it? Bound by my contract. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I have no idea what that means, but I mean, I mean, truth is, that means you probably know who else on this ship is a part of it as well, huh? He smiles, and his form shifts, shrinking and taking the face of Merrick. And as he does so, his clothes shimmers and changes to match Oops! the clothes that Merrick was wearing the first time you saw him. So not Merrick's actual sure. clothes, but like generic sailor's clothes. But you recognize the effect. It's the shift weave tunic? Similar to yours. Right. Which you know means it has a pre-programmed number of clothes right which now that you think of it the the clothes that elmsworth was wearing just now were similar but not exactly what his normal clothes were okay and now this entity that looks like merrick is just going to say look this is your one and only warning from here i gotta do everything in my power to fulfill this contract and that might mean more people might die who's next i don't pick him You watch his visage begin to shift again. His skin grows more gray and horns peek out over his brow and curl backwards as he shifts into the form of Odyssey. And he stands and says, I guess you have a choice to make then. And opens the door to leave. Stop. He stops and looks over his shoulder. If the next person you get is Merrick, or Ravnus or Marco, you come back to me and tell me, and and it's done. I'll do it. He turns back and continues walking without saying anything. Damn it. And you glance down, and you're not sure when it happened, but you see that the brig door 
is unlocked and slightly ajar. And that is where we will leave off this episode. Okay. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. In a city forever in the throes of the battle of good versus evil, a new team of heroes is arising. Follow the action-packed adventures of superheroic teens, Limelight, Juno, Jackrabbit, Blazar, and Strawvix as they uncover corruption, fight the bad guys, and defend their high score at the arcade. A new generation is rising in Halcyon City. The team is standing on the shoulders of giants, and they have a long way to fall. Fables Around the Table Super premieres July 28th wherever you get your podcasts. But I don't know, maybe this will be relatable for other people, where it'll be like, you'll realize, like, something was, like, a really beloved childhood, like, film or show or whatever, but, like, you didn't really properly experience the original, you just experienced, like, the weird knockoff or derivative version, and uh-huh. you're like, haha, yes, I know what you're talking about, but in <laughs> your soul, you're dying a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Similar phenomenon, um... I don't believe I have individual recollections of any of the Land Before Time movies. I just uh, remember them as we have like a lot of them. One Tom's mom gave us all of them. <laughs> gelatinous memory of Land Before Time, <laughs> and I could not tell you what happens in any individual one of them. I just had them all and seen them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's about right. I like that term, gelatinous memory. That's how some of these things yeah. feel. <laughs> Check out patreon.com slash project derailed and subscribe at the $7 tier for more derailed off the rails. Project derailed.com.